For unto us a child is born, to us a son is given. When we think about what that means, hopefully you think of two words, and it's not happy holiday. It is what? Merry Christmas. And all that that word means, we can be joyful and happy because of what Christ has done for us. And so a Merry Christmas to you. Glad that you are here to worship with us, whether you are in the house or online. Uh, may God be glorified in and through us. And again, um, often on, like say, Christmas Eve, we have lots of guests, so so glad you're with us. Uh, we invite you to come back. Uh, if you want some more information, always stop at Next Steps or give us a, a call at the church office, and we'd love to help you. A couple quick things for you, just so you're thinking. Uh, we're going to be having a children's message a little bit later in the service, so be ready for that. So you just send your kids up front here, and then Greg will be up here, and there'll be a message just for them, so plan on that. And we're also going to be having communion. Uh, another name for that is called the Lord's Supper. And here at 1C, we believe it is the bread and wine and body and blood of Jesus for the forgiveness of sins. So if that is what you believe, we invite you and encourage you to celebrate with us. And again, that will be taking place in just a little while. Um, also, on the way out, you're going to be receiving just a handout about what's going to start on January 1st. We're going to be going and covering uh, the Gospels, right? Uh, but in particular, the Chosen Season 2 and how they kind of depict those that Gospel story that we find. And love for you to come and be a part of that, whether it's uh, Sundays or we're also having a small group experience as well on Wednesdays. Love for you to be a part of that. And then in February, we're just going to talk a lot about this. We're going to do, um, a, we call it a spiritual growth campaign, where we just want to infuse God's Holy Spirit into the life of as many people as we can. And so we're going to encourage people to come for five weeks to worship and into a small group and be blessed and to learn and to grow. And so you're going to receive a handout on the way out, and hopefully that will um, give you some information about what's taking place. Uh, that's it. In a little bit, we'll pass a joy basket. If you are a guest here, uh, this is a time for us as and attenders at 1C to give. If you're a guest here, um, this is a, a moment for you to be blessed. So don't, don't be feeling like you need to do that, but uh, glad that you're here. Uh, we're going to continue now. If I can have uh, Randy come out, if you would. And we're going to have the gospel reading from Luke. So uh, we're going to kind of go back and forth between the reading and a song. And may this story bless you. We are reading the gospel narrative found in the second chapter of Luke. And this first reading is the first seven verses. In those days... A decree went out from Caesar Augustus that all the world should be registered. This was the first registration when Quirinius was governor of Syria. And all went to be registered, each to his own town. And Joseph also went up from Galilee, from the town of Nazareth to Judea, to the city of David, which is called Bethlehem. Because he was of the house and lineage of David, to be registered with Mary his betrothed, who was with child. And while they were there, the time came for her to give birth. And she gave birth to her firstborn son and wrapped him in swaddling clothes and laid him in a manger because there was no place for them in the end. This is the gospel of the Lord. Thank you. 
Sky that's calling to all the least of these. Come make your way to where your hope is found. If I'm honest, some days I feel too far out of reach. But the manger reminds me love reached out. From the highest of the high to the lowest of the low, that stable tells the story of the distance you will go. The lonely and the lost, there's no sinner too far gone to find a savior. Lying in the manger. Continue in the, the Christmas narrative, Luke 2, verses 8 through 14, the shepherds and the angels. And in the same region, there were shepherds out in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. And an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the glory of the Lord shone around them, and they were filled with great fear. And the angel said to them, fear not. For behold, I bring you good news of great joy that will be for all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior who is Christ the Lord. And this will be a sign for you. You will find a baby wrapped in swaddling clothes and lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace among those 
with whom he is pleased. This is the gospel of the Lord. Well, angels, we have heard on high, sweetly singing o'er the plains, and the mountains in reply, echoing their joyous strains. Well, We continue in Luke chapter 2, verses 15 through 20. When the angels went away from them into heaven, 
The shepherds said to one another, Let us go over to Bethlehem and see this thing that has happened, which the Lord has made known to us. And they went with haste and found Mary and Joseph and the baby lying in a manger. And when they saw it, they made known the saying that had been told them concerning this child. And all who heard it wondered at what the shepherds told them. But Mary treasured up all these things, pondering them in her heart. And the shepherds returned, glorifying and praising God for all they had heard and seen as it had been told to them. This is the gospel of the Lord. Boys and girls, come on up front for the kids' message. Come on up, find a seat up here on the floor. Come on up. Well, this Advent season, we've been looking at different characters of the Christmas story. So we're going to keep that going today, and we're going to look at dozens and dozens of more characters. But first, let's review real quick. The first character we looked at was Zachariah. And Zachariah was really old, and he was married uh, to Elizabeth. And they couldn't have any kids, but then God made it so they could have a child. So they were this unexpected parents of John the Baptist who would be the, the messenger to prepare the way for Jesus. And then we talked about Mary and how Mary was a young teenage girl who was engaged but not married yet. And she became the mom of Jesus. And she was willing to say, God, I am your servant. Whatever you want me to do, I am willing to do it. And then we come to Joseph. Joseph was kind of an average Joe. He was a carpenter, um, not rich, not famous. But God used him as Jesus' earthly dad. And because Joseph was faithful to do whatever God asked, he was able to keep Mary and Jesus safe from King Herod who wanted to kill baby Jesus. And then also several prophecies about who Jesus would be came true because Joseph was faithful. Now today we get to dozens and dozens of more characters of the Christmas story. And you might be thinking, I don't know if there's that many characters in the Christmas story. Or how are we going to talk about dozens, right? Well, we're going to start first with the main character of Christmas. Who is the main character of the Christmas story? That's right, Jesus. Jesus is the main character. We celebrate his birth at Christmas, and it's all about him. But why did Jesus come? Yeah, to save us. Jesus came to save us. To save who? You, that's right. Jesus came to save you because he wants you to be part of his family and part of this Christmas story. So because Jesus came to save you, you are part of the Christmas story. Isn't that amazing? That we celebrate Jesus' birth at Christmas, his life, but through faith in Jesus, we have eternal life with him as well. And we get to be a part of the Christmas story. So hopefully on your way in, you grabbed a pack of these markers that has a little peg doll inside of it. And so you can take your peg doll and decorate it to look like you. All right? So I made one that looks like me. See, his hairline kind of looks like mine. He's got uh, a little soul patch under his lip. <laughs> and I was wearing a blue sweatshirt when I decorated him. So you take your markers and decorate your peg doll to look like you because you are part of the Christmas story. Through faith in Jesus, we are part of his family and part of the Christmas story. And then after you get it decorated, 
If you have a nativity scene at home, put, put your little peg doll that looks like you in the nativity scene or with your Christmas decorations or in your Christmas tree, and then it will remind you that through faith in Jesus, you are part of the Christmas story too, all right? And because we're part of the Christmas story, we can share the story with other people, the hope, the life, the love that we have from Jesus, and then they can be part of the Christmas story too. How cool is that? Jesus gave us the greatest gift of life with him, even though it was his birthday that we're celebrating. Will you pray with me? We'll fold our hands, and you can repeat after me. Lord Jesus, thank you for coming for us to make us your family and part of the Christmas story. Help us to share it with others. We love you, Jesus. Amen. All right, boys and girls, you can head on back to your seats. And don't forget to decorate your peg dolls to look like you. And show me what they look like by the end of worship. I want to see them. As we continue in worship, we're preparing our hearts for the gift of Holy Communion. Years ago, I don't know, remember where I found it, but there's something called the Christmas Creed. And in it, it really gets into the specifics of what happened on that very first Christmas morning and why he came to be that Savior for us. So I'd like to have that up on the screen, and let's share this out loud together in preparation for Holy Communion. I believe in God the Father, who from the heavens God created, sent the Son to save God's fallen world. I believe in Jesus Christ, conceived by the Holy Spirit, born of the Virgin Mary, announced by angels, worshipped by shepherds and wise men, who lived to suffer, die, and rise again, to free me from the power of sin and death. I believe in the Holy Spirit, who has brought me to faith in the Christ and by whose continual work in my heart I am ever led to lay before the cradle of the Christ my worship, my life, and my love, so that I might live with him and serve him, both now and forever. Amen. Again, very specific to an event that took place 2,000 years ago, but really it's an event that has present tense Power. This Jesus who came as a babe of Bethlehem came for you and for me right here, right now. And as you come in here, if you are as human as I am, we have burdens and we have troubles, we have worries, and we have sin. And Christ came to take care of all of that for you and for me. And to bring, quote, peace on earth, goodwill toward men. And it's not the peace the world gives, it's the peace that only Jesus gives. So our Lord Jesus Christ, on the night when he was betrayed, he took bread, and after he'd given thanks, he broke it and gave it to his disciples and said, Take and eat. This is my body, which is given for you. This do in remembrance of me. And in the same way also, he took the cup after supper, and after he'd given thanks, he gave it to them, saying, Drink of it, all of you. This cup is the New Testament of my blood, given and shed for you for the forgiveness of sins. This do as often as you drink it in remembrance of me. And the peace of the Lord be with you always. Amen. 
And as we continue now with communion, you'll notice we're going to have three different stations for communion. Just go to the one that's closest to you. And as you do, remember this, right? This is a very sacred moment. God comes to us and he loves us with himself so that we can be blessed for eternity. And just a reminder, if you do need either gluten-free or grape juice, please let the server know. We have that available for you as well. May God bless this time together.
Now may this true body and blood of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ strengthen you and empower you for life, for ministry, for mission, all for the glory of God. Let's pray. Oh, good and gracious God, giver of every good and perfect gift, we thank you. We, we thank you for today and what it means. You've given us yourself. You've given us love. You've given us grace. You brought us into your family. And we are blessed now for eternity because of you. So grant us a strong faith to believe, to hold on, to trust, and to believe that you love us so much. And we pray this, Jesus, in your name as we now join together praying the prayer you taught us. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day our daily bread and forgive us our trespasses as we forgive those who trespass against us and lead us not into temptation but deliver us from evil for thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever and ever amen we continue now if you have your candles just want to talk a little bit about this one of the things that Jesus said about himself, he says, I am the light of the world. And I hope that as we sing Silent Night, as we contemplate on what took place about 2,000 years ago, we also realize what God wants to do today. He wants his light to shine in you, through you, into this world that needs this light so desperately. So sing this song. Light and hold up that candle. Be reminded of that Jesus who is your light. Now, we will do this in a moment. Uh, they're going to come forward and light them off the Christ candle. Um, the trick always is only tip unlit candles. If you remember that, that's really good. And then after the song, I will have you extinguish these candles. So let's, let's sing, let's be blessed with a very beautiful song.
a moment before you extinguish those candles just consider this light and what it means for you for me for this world we live in and may we be bright lights in our families at our workplaces in our schools in our communities all for the glory of god amen so feel free to extinguish the candles maybe leave them upright until the wax dries a little bit because i'm going to start preaching and i don't want you to hold them forever All right, as uh, we've talked already, um, we've been looking at the characters of Christmas. Zechariah and Elizabeth, Mary, Joseph. I mean, when we look at them as a whole, uh, very faithful. They were trusting God for his word and God's faithfulness, even when life circumstances seemed a little bit strange and unusual. Well, as we turn the corner, and we are now on Christmas Eve, we are going to look at the main character, and that main character is Jesus. In fact, I tell people that the main character, not just of Christmas, but of the Bible, is Jesus. The Old Testament points to Jesus, the Gospels point to Jesus, the letters point to Jesus, even Revelation, as we look forward to his coming again, points to the same Jesus. It is the focal point. But as I was thinking about that, I was thinking that I would like the sermon theme for today is to be the heart of Christmas, Jesus. Because I think that's what it's about. And if you think about a human heart and how be beautiful it is and how important and vital it is, it pumps enough blood and circulation, so to speak, throughout the entire body to keep us alive and healthy and well. And this same Jesus... When he is in us and doing his thing, our lives are forever blessed. 
So we're going to look at it in light of that and the heart of Jesus. Um, do, you, do you think that the entire world views Jesus as the heart of Christmas? I think a lot of the world believes that Jesus is part of the Christmas. They'll look at the manger, they'll acknowledge that, but there's so many other things that take place in the Christmas celebration. And let me tell you, it's fun stuff. Did you know that there was a song written about almost 250 years ago that talked about, quote, Christmas and the kind of gifts that you can give to somebody that you love? Anybody know the song? In fact, there were 12 days of it. What's the name of it? Yeah, yeah, we go, duh, right? You just gave it away. 12 days of Christmas, yeah. And each one of those, well, if you read enough about it, they'll say there's significance and meaning behind the gifts. And I'm not going to get into that, but let's just do a really quick test. Well, on the first day of Christmas, my true love gave to me what? Okay, very good. Did you know, and this is 2022, the economic index for what a partridge in a pear tree would cost. It would be $280.18. So if you are looking for a gift for your true love and you like to spend $280, that is a gift you can give. Now, if that's not good enough, you could go to the second day. On the second day of Christmas, my true love gave to me. All right, so I'm hearing this song, Two Turtle Loves. Did you know the value of two turtle loves is $600? I know, went up. So you might want to stick with the pear, uh, par, partridge in a pear tree. All right, third day of Christmas is, okay, some of you know this song really well, three French hens, $318.75, four calling birds, $599.96, five golden rings, got to be a big price tag to that, $1,245, all right? Uh, six geese a lane, not just six geese, but six geese that are actually laying. That's a very special, unique thing. $720, all right? These are Christmas ideas. <laughs> Not sure my wife would like these gifts, but anyway, seven swans of swimming. This one got my attention. $13,124.93. What do you think about that? Yeah, not going to happen in my life. Okay, this one has a little controversy to it. I had somebody <laughs> come up to me. And they're like, whoa, 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 what's up with this one? The value for eight maids of milking is $58. <laughs> wow. We got to do better than that, right? How about nine ladies dancing? $8,308.12. So dancing has more value than milk. I'm whatever. Ten lords of leaping, 13980 Eleven pipers piping. 3,021.40, and uh, drummers, okay, ready for this one? 12 drummers drumming, 3,266.93. You're worth something, Harrison, all right? So you look at that, and now if you, if you look at the combined value of all those things, you got to remember, on the 12th day of Christmas, you gave all of these things. So you, it's not just one, you know, what each of the days. You've got to put them all together. So somebody put it together for me because, remember, I do simple math really well. And here's the, the value, $197,071.99 in today's dollars. 
boy, if my true love gave me something that had $197,000 worth of value, that would be kind of cool. Not going to happen. And I'm not sure I re any of those things on the list is on my list, so not going to do it. So, all right, I'm going to put down my candle, be done with it. Now, it's kind of a fun song. And did you know that the song was actually written, it's a tool to teach people to memorize. So back 250 years ago, they did this so that it would teach people to do some memory work. Kind of a tricky way to do it. Well, that's the focus, that's the emphasis, that's kind of fun. I don't know if you've sang, I sing this song once in a while, I think it's really cool. Well, I remember growing up and what Christmas was all about. In fact, I want to thank the Nelsons for doing this. I'm going to make my way over here so the lights can follow me, if you would. And uh, I'm going to make my way over here. And if you see, the Santa's legs are moving. Um, this could very much be the Thielen household, I don't know, 1973. And there would be a lot of um, fanfare going around Christmas. And I'm going to tell you, it was fun. I mean, cookie sheets and baking. My mom used to make all kinds of things, all right? All kinds of things. You're probably thinking, yep, I could tell, right? Um, she used to make cannolis around Christmas. Let me tell you, that just brings back memories. But all a bunch of cookies, and then would put them in gift boxes, you know what I mean, if you've ever done that, and then you put them somewhere and hope that nobody finds them, but you do, and then you eat them. Uh, but then there's all these other stuff, the decorations. My dad was really big into lights outside. Oh, he'd put them on. If, if I stood still too long, he'd put, I'm going to go over here. Santa's just kicking up a storm. If I would stand too still for too long outside, my dad would put lights on me. I mean, he was a big light fiend. He just loved the lights. And we'd have a couple trees in our house. We'd go all, all overboard with it. And it was just really kind of cool. But for my family, that was about it. And we'd have a tree, and there'd be so many gifts and presents, you almost couldn't see the tree. They'd pile so high and so many in. And, and really, that, that was a lot of fun. And I'm, I'm not putting that down. If that's a tradition of yours, that is great. But there is something more to that. That's all I'm going to tell you. If you end with that, you're missing with something. You're missing something very significant. And I'm going to move away from Santa's legs because he's bothering me. And I'm going to make a move over here to something that you probably didn't even notice. Because that stuff probably caught your attention. I mean, it's colorful, it's kind of fun. I make my way over here, and right in front of me, if you still can't see it, because it's really small, is a little manger scene. Really kind of clever, made out of like cut out wood, and it all fits together. And if you, I'm gonna carefully pull out the smallest piece, This would represent Jesus. Really little. World standards, they would say this is insignificant. Let me tell you, this means everything. This means eternity. This means hope. This means life. And I want us to start thinking about this more than we've ever done before. And I'm going to tell you, if you're, again, human, 
uh, we can get easily sucked into lots of other things, and they're really fun. Have fun with it. Buy those Santa legs that kind of move around. I think that's fun. But may we give more time and energy and focus on this, on the meaning of this, the significance of this, and what God wants to give to you and to me through this baby. So I'm going to bring it with me, and I'm going to go back to the middle. Driving the, white, uh, the uh, light people crazy, but that's okay. I'm going to share with you from 1 John 4. It caught me this year. You know, sometimes scriptures will kind of get your attention. And I find in there that John is painting a picture of what God wants to give to people like you and me. So if you're sitting here and you're wondering what you're going to get for Christmas, I'm going to tell you what you've already received from a God who is in love with you. So let me walk you through it. 1 John chapter 4. My beloved friends, let us continue to love each other since love comes from God. Everyone who loves is born of God and experiences a relationship with God. The person who refuses to love doesn't know the first thing about God because, somebody, would you say that out loud, those next three words? God is love. So you can't know him if you don't love. And I really think that's the, the story behind the manger, the stable, the baby. 2,000 years ago, God wanted the world to have love. And it's really part, it, it's been on his mind for a long time, just so you know. It's, it's not like a last-ditch effort. It's like, I don't know what to do. I'm going to send a baby down to this earth. It's been on God's mind for a long, long time. Even before creation, even before the heavens and the earth was made, God was thinking about loving this world through the sending of his son because he, he saw way ahead. And he saw human beings like Jim Thielen and Jeff and all of us, right? And he knew that we needed to be loved because this world isn't going to cut it. And so he gave out of love the greatest expression that he could give. And it has changed the course of human history. All right, first thing is love. Hold that. Now we continue in 1 John 4. This is how God showed his love for us. God sent his only son into the world so we might live through him. This is the kind of love we're talking about. Not that we once upon a time loved God, but that he loved us and sent his son as a sacrifice. So the first thing is love, but second part is this idea of grace. There's two, what I call church words out there, grace and mercy, right? Mercy is not getting what we deserve, which because of sin we deserve death and separation from God. But grace is getting something we don't deserve. We don't deserve grace. We deserve to be separated from God forever. But God didn't want that he wants you and me to know him and to love him and to follow him. And so he gave grace. And if you're sitting here today and you feel pretty depleted, this message is for you. This message is for me. You're sitting here and you're feeling like there's a void in your life. Can't be filled by this world. I think you're, you're hitting the nail on the head. You're really getting to the place where God wants you. 
And that's where we get to the third one. And this is one I want you to hear because this is really God's desire. So 1 John 4, to clear away our sins and the damage they've done to our relationship with God. And I'm going to use a word, and it's going to mean so many different things to so many different people. So God wants to give us love, he wants to give us grace, but he also wants to make us family. And I'll just say, I know in my life, when you use the word family, it can be disturbing. Because you might have some family members that are disturbing. And it hurts. I mean, I know people that can't even pray the Lord's Prayer because when they say the second word in the Lord's Prayer, they crumble. The word father. Because their dad wasn't what dad should be. So when you hear this thing and concept of family, I want to scrape away what the world tells you what family is. I'm going to just tell you very specifically. I mean, Jesus touched on it. But whoever believes in Jesus is family. You are my brothers and sisters because of God's love for us and his grace for us through Jesus Christ. We are family. And we get to do life together. The ups, the downs, the twists, the turns, the tears, the laughter, the accomplishments, the failures. And if you don't know what that looks like or feels like, I, I want to be the first one to say, I want to meet you. I want to hear you. I want to let you know about this family of God that is unlike anything else. Because this family of God is filled with love and grace, not with judgment. Not with the finger pointing at you, but rather with arms open wide saying, you know what, God loved me. He gave me grace. I want to do it for you. And if you don't know that storyline, I want to tell you, and I'm sure there's a whole bunch of people here that would like, to, like you to know this. Picture one more moment. As you know, I, I really liken this chosen thing. Uh, there's some denominations out there that will say, when you look at this picture, this is the holy family. There is Joseph, there's Mary, and the baby Jesus. That is the holy family. I want you to know that from God's vantage point, I'm looking at the holy family here. Because, of he, because he loves you, and because of his grace for you, we can all be part of this holy family and enjoy his, his promises, his presence, now and tomorrow and forever. May God grant you such a faith to believe and to be blessed. All right, let's stand. I want to share with you the blessing. And I've done this before. I'm, gonna, I'm just thinking about, let's do it again. When somebody gives you a gift, because it's in the gift-giving thing, somebody's extending a gift to you, uh, one posture could be as you're going to put your your hands out and say, okay, thank you, right? So if you're comfortable with doing that, I'm going to share with you the blessing that comes from God. It's not Jim Thielen, but it's God's word for you, for wherever you are in your journey right now. And he wants to give you this gift. So if you're comfortable doing it, you can just put your hands out like this. And I'm going to share these words 
that come from God for you. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. And the Lord look upon you with favor and give you peace. Amen.
Merry Christmas, everybody. Have a great day. Go in peace and serve the Lord. So
Set the servants free. 